Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode. Um, first thing that we want to just chat about is something super exciting. Um, you, if you haven't already heard about it, um, we just announced a challenge this week. It's called the Fueled AF Challenge, kind of named after the podcast. Um, but this is a five-week challenge um, that we're running through Forever Flourish Coaching, which is what we do. Um, if you haven't heard about that. And five-week challenge it is not one-on-one coaching, but essentially we wanted to provide an opportunity for people who want to try out working with a coach or kind of test the waters a little bit without a big time commitment, without a big financial commitment. So, um, today on the episode, the the day that this episode is getting released, it's still $150 one-time payment for the whole five weeks. Um, and then Monday or tomorrow, Sunday is when it will change. So starting Sunday, it's going to go up $50. So it'll be a one-time payment of $200. Challenge begins August 1st. So the rest of this week and next week are your last chances to enroll. Yes. Yeah. So if you, if you are someone listening who, um, maybe has been on the fence about coaching or you don't really know if it's something that, um, would work for you. This is a really good opportunity to kind of try it out, um, and get a little bit more guidance without, paying to work one-on-one with a coach um, and kind of just see what our community is about. See, you know, see if it's a good fit for you. And um, yeah, so lots of info on our page about that. Um, but of course, feel free to message us with any questions. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, we are going to get into today's episode. And Alex and I have been really excited for this one. It's been one that we've been wanting to talk about for a long, long time, but essentially we're going to be discussing all things hormone periods and how those things affect your health and fitness journey. Um, and there's so much to talk about and neither of us by any means are like specialists when it comes to hormones. Um, but both of us are pre and postnatal certified coaches. We of course work exclusively with women. We are women ourselves. Um, so it's definitely something that we wanted to kind of address and talk about. For sure. And, and yeah, like Avery said, we're not, we're by no means professionals on the subject. We definitely have plans in the future to bring somebody on who is kind of more specialized in this field. Um, so definitely a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today are more generalized. Like it's not going to be, you know, diving into the science of things. And honestly, I think it's kind of good that way too, because I know that when I first got into this space, there's some coaches out there who are very technical and just like super, super smart in their fields. And sometimes the things that they would say, would just fly over my head when I first got started. So I definitely think for our general audience as well, like this is kind of good because we're not going to be diving like really in depth with all of these things. Right. Right. And if there's a, you know, if while you're listening to this, you hear something of like, Oh, you know that I really relate to that. Or that seems like something that maybe I'm going through, I'm experiencing right now, like, you know, dive a little bit deeper into that. And there's, I mean, gosh, the amount of podcast episodes out there on just hormonal stuff alone is like, crazy. So, um, that's definitely lots of good resources out there as well. Um, but we're going to go ahead and dive in just by kind of starting with talking about what hormones are in general. I think like like that's a word that kind of gets thrown around a lot, especially when it comes to like weight loss and like health and fitness. Um, so what are hormones? Let's just start there. You want to take it away? Yeah. So, um, like Avery said, this is definitely something people would hear, you know, like, Oh, I need to balance my hormones or my hormones are off. And it's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? Right. Um, so basically 
Simply put, your hormones are your body's messaging system, and they're going to control pretty much any process that's occurring in your body, you know, from your mood, your metabolism, growth, development, sleep, sexual function, reproduction. Like, it literally controls so many aspects of what goes on in your body. So a good, simple way to put it is your body's messaging system. Um, There are tons of different things that can really, like, factor into how our bodies create and release hormones. Um, Like I said, outside factors that can affect that are, you know, stress, illness, nutrition, your age, exercise, your genes. Like they're, they're really, there can be so much that goes into the subject. Like we said, we're not going to be diving like really in depth on like the technicalities of hormones. Um, But simply put, that's kind of what hormones are. Um, Do you maybe want to talk a little bit about like how hormones can become imbalanced or what negative effects can happen when they are imbalanced? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So something like hormonal balances or or imbalances are definitely something that again, get thrown around a lot. Um, And like Alex said, there's a lot, you know, your body is constantly producing hormones. Um, but those hormone levels are also being affected by your lifestyle and the environment that you're in. Um, so let's say, you know, you start to, you know, when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do in the morning is you have your cup of coffee. Um, eventually that can start to affect your cortisol levels. So your, your body's quote unquote stress hormone, um, to the point where then it's becoming more difficult for that cortisol to get produced on its own when you're waking up. So now your body is reliant on that cup of coffee first thing in the morning to get your cortisol working. So that's kind of an example of a way that an outside factor or a lifestyle factor, an environmental factor can influence your hormones. Um, so there's lots of, so many different ways that this can happen. It might, might not be as obvious as that. Um, So there's lots of different, I guess, signs and symptoms that might point to some hormonal imbalances. Um, So again, kind of long laundry list of, you know, potentially seeing differences in your mood, um, differences in your sleep routine or like your sleep schedule, um, potentially experiencing like low libido, um, any sort of like drastic weight gain or weight loss uh, might be an indication. Um, So again, lots of different ways that that can happen. Um, So kind of diving a little bit more into specifically when it comes to kind of recognizing those hormonal imbalances. Um, I already was kind of talking about this, but more so looking at periods and kind of tracking your hormones around that. Any sort of like irregular cycle or extreme PMS, like period symptoms that often are very normalized. Like a lot of women experience like really intense cramps before their period. That's something that often gets normalized, um, but it's actually something that might be an indication of a hormonal imbalance that's kind of been played off. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's definitely, I would say, a really, really common one. Like, yo, really bad cramping or really bad bloating right before your period. Like, it's become so common that people just think that that, like you said, that that's like a, a regular thing that should occur with every single person. But like you said, that definitely could show that maybe there's an imbalance, like maybe your body's producing too much or too little of that specific hormone. So, um, like Avery said, things to really kind of check on when it comes to like knowing if your hormones might be off balance really are like all things biofeedback. I did an episode, I want to say like a few months ago. I don't, it's so hard. I I honestly think it was longer. Like it it was probably like a year ago. I'm just kidding. I started the podcast in January, January was probably like a year ago, Uh, but yeah, no, it was definitely like probably three or four months ago. Um, I did a full blown episode on biofeedback, but kind of just to recap what things you really can kind of dive into on a personal level to make sure 
that you are kind of checking in on what might be causing your hormones to be off balance. So like Avery said, you know, irregular cycles or PMS symptoms, sleep. So, you know, something you could ask yourself is, do I feel well rested after sleep last night? Did I wake up frequently? Like, was right. I good quality sleep? How many hours of sleep did I get? Mm -hmm. uh, digestion, you know, are you bloated? Are you having regular bowel movements? Um, those are some big things that you can kind of dive into mood as well. Are you irritable? Like is, you know, are you just pissed off for no reason? Maybe that, that could be a, a symptom of, you know, having off balance hormones, energy levels, recovery and strength. Hunger cues is a big one too. So like, is your body producing normal hunger cues? Because I'm telling you right now, this is something we see so commonly is, you know, yeah. women coming into our program saying like, Oh, I'm not even hungry until like 2 PM. And it's like, okay, you probably have some sort of imbalance going on then. Yeah. Um, if your body's not regularly telling you that it needs fuel, right. um, stress levels, those kind of things are big biofeedback aspects to kind of check in with. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I think like Alex said, just kind of going through kind of that laundry list of biofeedback and asking yourself, you know, what the quality of your biofeedback is and really kind of, I think making sure that you're, you're kind of asking yourself, hey, is this normal? Like I might feel tired every time. Okay. I'm getting eight hours, but I'm always tired. That's normal to me, maybe, but that doesn't quite sound right. You know, if I ask my friend, oh, you're getting eight hours of sleep and you feel really well rested, right? Well, you know, so, so kind of asking yourself that of like, is this normal? Is this something that, you know, I should be experiencing those kinds of questions? Um, For sure. I do yeah. have a little side note in there too. Something that I have done within the last year that has improved the quality of my sleep so much yeah. is aura ring. So if you guys aren't familiar, aura rings are these rings that you wear on your finger 24 seven and it tracks so much information. Like if, if you really take your health and fitness journey, like super seriously, it's, I definitely think it's worth investing in. They are a little bit pricier than like an Apple watch or a Fitbit, but, um, they track literally everything like your sleep cycles, your REM sleep, your restfulness. Um, it tracks your body temperature. So I know we're going to be diving into like tracking your cycles and stuff like that. Like this is super, super helpful to like really know like, okay, when is ovulation happening? And, right. um, how's my recovery? Like it gives you a recovery index and, and it kind of like scores you on all of these things. And it honestly can help you become so aware of your biofeedback. It's, it's seriously so awesome. I, I need to, I do you lift it on? Huh? You lift with it on? No, I take it off when I lift and then I okay. put it back on. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like chunky. Like they're, they're yeah. pretty thick on your finger. Yeah. No, I, and I do think that actually the, because it's, I, I don't, I remember when they first came out and I remember reading about something about it's more accurate measuring it on your, your pulse on your finger versus, mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I was going to say something for me and I'll, I can talk more about this and later in this episode, but tracking my period and even just Alex and I, before we was recording this, we were talking about, you know, taking your temperature in the morning and tracking your cycle based on your temperature to see, you know, when you're fertile, when you're not fertile, when you're ovulating, etc. Um, and I would, for me, just even, I don't have the fancy ring quite yet, but even for me, just tracking it with just a thermometer in the morning has helped me become more aware of like, oh, this is the, you know, I'm in a luteal phase right now. I'm ovulating right now. This, even just educating yourself about what your body is experienced. Like I know for myself that, you know, a couple of days before my period, I get, my mood gets pretty low. Like yeah. I can tell, okay, why am I crying? Uh, you know, at 12, <laughs> at, 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 at midnight. Watching, watching how I met your man. This is uh, last night, by the way. Why am I on the couch at midnight watching how I met your mother and, you know, crying? This is not a sad show. Anyways, so again, so I can tell myself, 
okay, you know what, Avery? I, let me take a look. You're, you're probably gonna start your period in a couple of days. This is probably why you, I'm not saying it's easy to feel that way, but at least you have a little bit of right. context and knowledge about why you're experiencing that. And then, you know, next time around, I can think to myself, okay, last time I remember, you know, I, I had some pretty bad, some pretty bad mood uh, symptoms prior to this. This time that, you know, next month, I'm going to try to, you know, change up my nutrition a little bit, change up my, my exercise a little bit on those couple of days and see if that makes a difference with my, yeah. with my mood. For example, um, you know, maybe you're someone who experiences like really bad cravings during your period, maybe switching up your macros a little bit, maybe adding some more fats in during that week is going to be helpful for you. Mm -hmm. um, how do we get on that tangent? But basically, basically what we're saying is being in tune with your biofeedback. Yeah. Being in tune with your body, being in tune with, um, you know, how you feel and kind of what's going on your with your body, I think is like just such a really big step into it even really recognizing like, oh, you know, yeah. I do, I do experience some pretty, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but moving on to, you know, let's say you are starting to notice, or you have noticed some of, some of those symptoms, um, that we kind of mentioned, or there's lots of different things you might be experiencing, but how to go about balancing your hormones, which again, like we said, it's kind of a big buzzword right now, like, oh, balance your hormones by doing this or eating this. Um, and of course, I think the first thing to kind of ask yourself is, you know, there's lots of different meanings of what your hormones being out of balance could mean. So, you know, maybe it's the, the example that I was giving about the coffee. So your cortisol is kind of overactive and um, maybe you want to try to combat that versus having irregular periods and wanting to kind of address that. So um, just general tips for kind of hormone balancing in general. Um, stress reduction is a really big one. So making sure that you are staying on top of your cortisol levels um, and that you're, you know, you're, you're doing something proactive about your, your stress management. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these go into that. So having a, you know, a solid sleep schedule, getting some daily movement in, um, sun exposure is a really big one that also is really helpful for our circadian rhythm. So getting some sun exposure in the morning, turning off lights at night. Um, what else? Diet changes might be something yeah. that, that can kind of benefit that. Honestly, you guys, like this is, it's going to be trial and error. Like, it's not like you're going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. My body needs more fats right now. Like right. you don't even know that, like you can try it out and maybe if that doesn't work, it could be something else. So like, mm -hmm. just know, like it, it, you could be changing things up. Um, but yeah. It, and also exercise can be really great. I know for me personally, when I'm on my period, exercise is something that actually helps me a lot. Um, mm -hmm. some people are the opposite. Like they, you know, don't want to exercise at all when they're on their period. So just like really being in tune with your body is going to be super helpful with this. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think starting by tracking, trying to track a little bit more of your, of your symptoms or kind of the, the trends that you're seeing is really helpful. Um, but honestly, just general, like just good health practices, the things that we've probably said at some point on every episode, fuel your body, eat enough food, make sure you're eating enough, you know, balanced, getting your fiber in protein, healthy fats, um, you know, mainly whole food based diet. Mm -hmm. um, drink water, stay hydrated. Um, those are just kind of the low hanging fruit of like, you know, before, before investing in like going and getting your, your hormones tested or meeting with the specialist, which again, those are all great things. And I, I completely think that if you are struggling with it, again, go to a specialist, go to someone who really is able, going to be able to take that deep dive with you. Um, but just if you're kind of like, Oh, I don't really know like where my hormones are at. Like, I just kind of want to be proactive and try to do my best to make sure that they're in a good place. Yeah. You know, just general, it's be so a healthy, 
100%. And I think you said this on like our last episode or maybe the episode before, but like even something like, oh, you feel like you need pre-workout before every, every workout. Right. Okay. But maybe it's actually something else, like not eating before your workout and not feeling yourself before then. So like, and I think being honest with yourself, like, okay, you know, you're feeling like you have to rely on pre-workout before every workout because you don't have a lot of energy. Okay. Well, let's take a look. Why do you not have a lot of energy? Okay. Hmm. You're, you're going to bed. Like you're only getting five hours of sleep or maybe you're getting eight hours of sleep and your sleep quality is crap. Mm-hmm. Like trying to address, dress, addressing the root problem yep. instead of just why am I, why am I always tired? I'm going to keep taking pre-workouts. Like, just take a step back and just yeah. try to try to fix this. And then that will, you know, that will, the, the need for pre-workout will eliminate itself. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say too, I know I mentioned my aura ring, but um, there's also apps and I know we're going to be diving into like period stuff here in a sec, but there's mm-hmm. also apps that you can use to track not yeah. only cycles, but also just like symptoms that you're feeling. Um, we talked about natural cycles for like checking your temperature and all that. There's also a period tracker called clue. And when you go to track things on here, you can first track by like, Oh, how heavy your bleeding is or your cramps or if you're like having, you know, a headache or tender breath, but you can also go in there and track your emotions. So like, Oh, I'm feeling really happy today or I'm feeling sad or, you know, I got nine hours of sleep last night or I got three hours of sleep. Like it's so cool. Like how much stuff you can actually check, like track. Um, and I highly, highly recommend doing that because it's so easy to just be like, okay, yeah, this is normal. But like, if you actually can track it and actively take steps towards kind of figuring out why those symptoms are being caused, yeah, super helpful. Um, so definitely like, and I think Clue is a free app. So yeah. I know natural cycles you have to pay for, but Clue yeah. completely free. You can come on yeah. here and tons of different things. So I, yeah. just, I think yeah. that's a, and I honestly think you guys like if you think about it, like you're. Tr- I mean, maybe not everyone listening to this, but what well, you know what a lot of people do when they kind of start wanting to improve their health and fitness is well uh, we tell people okay track your workouts right track your lifts and track your food so if you're doing those two that's awesome that's great so why not why aren't we why aren't you tracking other symptoms you know why aren't you tracking your sleep and your cycle um and because those tracking those things is going to educate you so much more about your nutrition and your training if you go into the gym and you have a shitty ass session and you think why the hell was that so hard and then you look back and you say well the past couple of nights I've been only been getting four hours of sleep mm-hmm. and you know, I only had one, one meal before my lift and you know, what, or my stress levels are super high or I'm about to start my period. But and you're okay. That kind of educates you again, puts that context. You're not thinking, Oh wow, I'm, I'm failing. I'm getting weaker. I'm going backwards with my progress. Like, no, I'm fine. I'm just, my body is going through some hormonal changes right now. It makes sense that my, you know, my test is lower. My serotonin is lower. It makes sense that I wouldn't have as much energy. Wouldn't be as strong in the gym give it a week. Okay. We're back to, you know what I mean? So I think it helps in quote unquote, trusting the process. When you understand you're not getting, you know, your body changes every day, every, every month, every week, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. anyway. So no, I mean, that's, it's, it's exactly why we ask our clients about their biofeedback on a weekly basis. I've had clients literally track their biofeedback every single day. I say, Hey, at the end of the day, I want you to go through this list I'm going to give you. And I yeah. want you to go to your notes and I want you to do a quick little sentence under each little thing that I want you to track right. at the end of every single day on Sunday. I want you to turn that into me. And I want to fully analyze how you've been this whole week. Because if I have somebody who's been stressed as fuck yeah. and maybe the scales up a couple pounds, I know yeah. that they didn't gain two pounds of body fat. It's because they're right. fucking stressed out of their mind. Yeah. Um, exactly. so, yep. Yeah, it's so important, especially when it comes to adjusting your protocols too. just to yeah. make sure you are checking in with all of those things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you say, Oh my gosh, I'm going to drop my macros. I haven't been, I haven't lost weight in three weeks. 
but you know, I was off my period and then I was traveling and then, you know, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Exactly. Um, even like in photos, I know we're just kind of spitting off like, yeah, this. we're like getting so, <laughs> but even like photos, if you're like extremely bloated and I'm looking yeah. at your progress photos and like, you didn't tell me that you were really bloated. I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. But and you know, if, if you can really think, okay, I'm really bloated. Let me take a look at, you know, how many steps have I been getting in? How's my water intake been? How's my sleep been? Like, there are a lot of things that play a role. I, everything literally affects everything. So like, what happens basically every Sunday or Monday when I do check-ins, is I'll have a couple people who said, you know, they'll, 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 they'll do their check-in the day they'll, Saturday they went out, you know, had some drinks and then Sunday they'll weigh in and they're a couple pounds up. They do their check-in. I'm feeling so listen, you had a couple drinks, you went out, you were out late, you recovered when get back to me in a couple of days, step back on the scale and they're right back where they were. I'm like, yeah, yeah see, that's, that's, it's just a blue. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to, um, dive a little bit more into understanding your cycle. Um, so we were going to chat about birth control in this episode, but we decided, um, let's go ahead and make that a separate episode. It's something that we, we would love to have a specialist on as well, who can kind of speak a little bit more in depth on it. Um, and we also just wanted to kind of talk to, talk to you guys about our own experiences with birth control, especially since we are like pre and postnatal coaches. Um, but we wanted to dive a little bit into just understanding your cycle. Um, I know that for me, when I was like going through puberty and like starting to get my period and things like that, I don't really remember ever getting that much education on this. I think not at all. I don't know. I just, yeah. Didn't really understand like how my my hormones were working through like a, a, a menstrual cycle to have me have a period. And I certainly did not understand what birth control was doing to that menstrual cycle. And, um, and like you said too, like how indifferent, which you're going to explain here in a sec, but like how different phases of your cycle, like can cause different emotions and cause you to have more energy or affect your body temperature. And it's just like, yeah, I agree. I didn't know any of that until honestly within la the last couple of years. And once I really started to dive deep into my own health, like yeah, how this stuff isn't really taught. Yeah. It's yeah, it really is. And it's, yeah. It's crazy. Um, so we are going to kind of go through the four phases of your menstrual cycle. So, um, like I said, we're not going to be talking about the birth, like the birth control conversation today, but just know that when you are on hormonal birth control, um, this is going to look a little different. So what I'm about to explain with the four different phases, those are going to be affected by hormonal birth control. Um, which again, I didn't really know when I, when I first went on birth control. So, um, diving into four phases of your menstrual cycle, first up, your cycle is going to start the first day of your period. So that's menstruation. That's obviously when you're bleeding, right? You're having your period. Um, so during this time, your hormones are at their lowest state. So serotonin is very low. Um, and so a lot of women experience like the lower mood, um, the lower motivation, a need for like more recovery, more sleep, um, probably like meets what a lot of people do experience during their period. Um, so during this time, make sure that you're listening to your body. Um, if you are doing the same workouts that you typically do, which I know for myself, I don't personally change my workouts entirely around my cycle. Um, but just keeping in mind, if you're feeling a little bit weaker, it's okay to scale back the weight. It's okay to, you know, go for higher reps that day. Um, so it's, it's okay to take a full rest day, you guys. Yes. Like, yes. like, I know that for me, my first day of my period, it hits me like a bus and like, I, sometimes I just can't go to the gym. And so it just don't be guilty. Like that's yeah. why this stuff is so important because you can know, okay, this is why I feel like shit. Yes, exactly. And I would even say that if you are, you know, if you are having symptoms, um, to like, to the extent of like really crippling cramps or like things like that, I, that, that would be definitely an indication to me that 
there is something probably out of whack a little bit. Um, because again, I think I said this earlier, but there's a lot of symptoms that have been normalized for women of like severe headaches, like really bad back pain, really bad migraines where people, you know, aren't going to work, aren't going to school, like things like that. I mean, I, I, I think taking a day off from the gym is a little different, but having to like cancel your full day and stay in bed, um, is actually not, you sh- no. that's not normal. And honestly, I, th- that was me. I used to have to like yeah. go from school because my period was so bad. And that's actually something I'm still in the process of really figuring out. Like I said, I've just recently learned like, okay, if I'm feeling like shit, like me actually going to the gym does help and, and right. moving my body does help rather than just sitting on the couch, holding my stomach, wanting to cry. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's just another reason of like, okay, it's you, every, and, and no two women are alike. So what right. works for you is not going to work for someone else. So just right. really learning to understand your body is so important. Right. Exactly. Like for me, I think the hardest part of, for me, my period is like the first, the, or sorry, the, the couple of days before, cause I just get so depressed. Um, <laughs> like I'm crying watching a TV sh- a sitcom. <laughs> Literally. I'm just like driving home from the gym. Like I'm so sad. Um, you know, but, 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 but my actual period, like my cramps are fine. Like I don't really, it's, it's pretty mild. Um, but again, that's just, that's just me. Um, so that's that first phase is, is your period. So again, how long that is going to be, is going to vary, uh, three, seven, eight, days, um, just varies, um, on the person. And then after that you go into your follicular phase. Um, so this, your period is considered part of your follicular phase. Um, it's included in, in the follicular phase. Um, but this is when hormones are starting to kind of come up a little bit more. Um, so you might start to experience like some of those period symptoms that you were experiencing lift a little bit or lighten a little bit. Um, so basically during this, during this phase, your body is, you know, you just had your period, so your body is in the state of preparing for another pregnancy to happen. So kind of getting you ready to, yes, exactly. Building up the, the uterine lining again. Um, next up, um, is ovulation. Um, so this, during this time, this is typically when you start to experience a lot higher energy levels. Um, this is when fertilization can take place. So this is something that I didn't know at all, um, as like growing up was that you really can only get pregnant for those couple of days that you're fertile throughout your menstrual cycle. Um, which obviously if that, you know, if you're trying to prevent pregnancy or trying to get pregnant, that's going to be really, really important to know. No. Yeah. Either way. And honestly, like you said, like, it's so funny because when we're younger, you know, you're taught like you're going to get pregnant if someone just looks at you. Like it's so like, Oh, getting pregnant is so easy, but it's actually really not that easy. Um, but that being said, like, obviously, like we just said, you know, tracking your cycle is going to be a big part of it, which Avery still, you said you still use natural cycles. I do. Yeah. So I, I just like relatively recently came off birth control. I think it's maybe almost been close to a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and prior to that, I had been on birth control for probably like seven years and I just, my cycles were never regular. It was just such a, such a mess. It's, mm-hmm. um, so honestly, since coming off birth control, I feel like I've, my cycles have become a lot more regular and I've started, biggest thing for me has just been like learning, like my cycles are really long. Like my cycles are like 40 days long or like 38 days. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, oh my God, when's my period coming? And I'm like, okay, this is normal because for you, for me personally, again, my cycles are really long, but most people, when they you know, in sex ed, they kind of hear, okay, yeah, your cycle's like 28 days. It's 28 yeah. days. It's like, okay, well, actually for some people it's 25, for some people it's 39, you know, so right. it's so it really weird. So that anyway, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's hard to get pregnant is what we were saying, but it's yeah, you still track your, still track your cycle and kind of just throwing in my like experience with birth control. I've actually been off birth control about the same time frame that you have 
mm. probably about a year, maybe a little bit more. I think it was like June of last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was on birth control for eight years. And like for me, I didn't realize the things that I experienced in those eight years that I normalized that when I came off birth control, I was like, oh wow, like I normalized like just not having that much energy or yeah. having like very, very low libido, like extremely yeah. low. Uh-huh. Um, coming off of birth control, I'm like, oh my gosh, like like what is happening to me? Like, is this actually normal? Yeah. Um, but yeah, tracking your cycle is going to be really important if you're wanting to not get pregnant and if you're wanting to get pregnant. Right. So. right. Um, yeah. So, so ovulation, basically those are the, you know, what, while, when you're fertile. So if an egg is, I'm sorry, if a sperm is to get released and meet that egg, then pregnancy. Um, so after ovulation, you're going into your luteal phase or luteal phase. I know people pronounce it both ways. Um, so this is going to be like kind of a two week period. Essentially your body, if you're not, if you don't get pregnant, your body is preparing to start another period again. Um, so like I said, typically about two weeks. So during that second half, your body, your, your hormones are starting to drop down again to prepare for your period. So typically this is like exactly what I'm in right now. It's like those couple days before your period where, um, you might start to, you know, be a little bit more irritable, lower energy. Um, again, some of those, just basically those similar symptoms to what people often experience during uh, menstruation. Um, so typically that first week of the luteal phase, you might be feeling fine. You're still kind of riding that high, um, from, ovulation. So higher energy levels, higher testosterone levels, more energy, good, good place to like push yourself in the gym, all that good stuff. And then towards that second half of the luteal phase, that's when a lot of people kind of experience that like classic PMS, you know, pre period symptoms. Um, so all all those low energy, you know, having to take, you know, sleep more, things like that. So again, especially during those times, making sure you're listening to your body. Um, and like Alex said, like trying to as much as you can, trying to use um, some of those like hormone balancing techniques as as just that, rather than like, oh, I have to go to the gym. Like, oh, actually, maybe some like light movement would actually be helpful for me today, or things like that. Um, so that's kind of like a crash course on your menstrual cycle. Um, and whenever we do record that episode about um, birth control, we can talk about like how birth control affects that cycle mm-hmm. um, because it's it's, it's crazy. It is really, yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're not having a period anymore when you're on birth control, essentially. Yeah. Um, cool. Yep. Those oh. are the phases. So yeah. next we're going to be diving into like really why periods and hormones are really like important to consider on a health and fitness journey. Obviously we pretty much talked about that the whole time, like how, you know, being in tune with your body and learning more about your biofeedback and just knowing like how your hormones can affect literally every aspect of how you're feeling is important. Um, but main three points I have on here is, you know, hormonal imbalances really do play a role in your recovery, your performance, the results you're seeing. So making sure biofeedback is in check because if you're having, you know, even there, there are conditions that hormonal imbalances can create, you know, like thyroid issues or things like that, that really can affect weight loss. So like making sure you really are, learning more about your body because you could be doing things that you think are right, but for your body specifically, they might not be the things that really will benefit you when it comes to the results that you're going to see. So figuring out the root cause of um, maybe why you're having bad bad biofeedback or imbalanced hormones is going to be really important. Um, Certain phases of your menstrual cycle will cause you to have less energy and feel more fatigued and maybe need more rest than usual. So again, tracking your period, tracking all sorts of biofeedback while you're on your period, energy levels, mood, all of the things um, can really help you kind of prepare for 
when you're going to have maybe low energy days or, you know, why you're not feeling super strong at the gym. And, and so that's a big part too. Um, another one that we didn't really talk about too much, but like, you know, sometimes you experience bloating or cravings throughout your period. So kind of recognizing that those might be something that that's going to happen as well. So something that I like to do is I know if I'm having like, Oh, chocolate cravings or whatever it may be during my period, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I know that, you know, by six o'clock tonight, which honestly, this is every night, even when I'm not in my period, I'm going to want ice cream or I'm going to want like chocolate of some sort. So like recognizing that before my day starts, and knowing like, Hey, I'm going to pre-track this into my day so I can still hit my macros for the day and feel really good about, you know, how consistent I've been being, um, but still honoring those cravings and still knowing my body so well that I can make sure that that's something I incorporate into my day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Could not agree more. Um, and like I said, I think, you know, just, I think that this is a really easy thing to become really overwhelmed by. I mean, I, I feel overwhelmed by the whole topic of hormones. Just, I think it's mostly because I am all like, you know, like Alex said, I think both of us are kind of uh, going through our own journey with our hormones and coming off birth control and kind of learning more about about our bodies and things like that. And so I think, I guess my my thing is if you are feeling like overwhelmed by any of this or kind of like, oh my gosh, like where do I even start? Like start with the low hanging fruit, start with the stuff that's just, you know, easy to implement, you know, maybe like having your coffee after your breakfast instead of on an empty stomach or trying to limit your, your screen time before bed, just things like that, that are small changes that actually make a really big difference, especially if you're consistent about doing them. Um, I think is a really, really good place to start. Um, and also just to start by just learning about your own, about your own body, about your own self. Um, but yeah, that's all that we got for you guys today. Um, but last reminder, um, last couple of days to enroll for the challenge. Um, at the low cost of $150, which is what, like how many dollars a day is it? It's like, Literally like less than $5 a day. So if, you, yeah. if you go to coffee shop like me and you spend $7 on a complicated order, right. then well, I, you know what? It's so easy. Like $150. Like I could spend that in like a matter of seconds. And oh. so like the, this is something we've never done before. You guys, like you are literally going to get a full nutrition evaluation. You're going to get custom nutrition protocols and workouts and access to the app. And like five weeks is a good chunk of time. And like, yeah. honestly, this is so low cost. We've literally never done this before. So if you are even on the fence, like it's $150, it's literally less than $5 a day. Um, and it really could be the one thing that like jumpstarts your health and fitness journey and, and really like changes your life forever. So I'm just, yeah, I'm like, I'm like people, you need to enroll in this. I know. Yes. So, so amazing. Yes. Awesome. I'm going to go ahead and link the challenge, um, the application to or the enrollment link in the show notes. So if you are interested in enrolling in the challenge, that'll be linked below this episode. So you guys can have easy access to that. Um, but like Avery said too, we have tons of information on our personal IG pages, the FFC page. So if you have more questions, you can also message us. There's lots of information there, but yeah. Thanks for listening. You guys, um, like Avery said, we hopefully can come on here with maybe a specialist with talking about birth control and stuff like that to really give you guys some good knowledge there. Um, but yeah, this is a fun episode to do. And honestly, it's, I think it's cool to educate you guys on this kind of stuff. So absolutely. Awesome. You guys happy Friday. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.